Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Matisse Boucher, digital marketing and communications officer for several board game publishers, such as Grail Games, Maple Games, Devil Pig Games, Colossal, and Matigo Games. Today, we'll be chatting about Matigo's follow-up to Kemet called Yucatan, which is currently on Kickstarter. Matisse, welcome to The Binge. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. It is great to have you here. Uh, Wow. This is, uh, I mean, Kemet is... (laughs) was huge, right? A lot of people thought it was huge, um, but we'll get into that in a second. First of all, communi- what is a communications officer? What is that? What was that all about? Um, well, my job is basically taking care of uh, communication and also digital marketing. Uh, and what I'm doing is I'm basically trying to put the words out about our games uh, wherever I can. So like mainly socials, uh, but also forums such as, you know, board game geeks. Uh, I also have access to a lot of French forums because I happen to be a, a very French person. Uh, <laughs> discords, obviously. Uh, also, like actually interacting with people like you, you know, we're part of this big world. Uh, reviewers as well. And the marketing side is more targeted towards, you know, like uh, a proper advertisement and, on, on socials and stuff like this. That's all encompassing. A lot of companies will actually sometimes split these roles apart. So if, if I was to kind of paraphrase, so you are in charge of essentially the entire online presence, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Community engagement as well as advertising? True. Uh, the thing is, uh, yeah. just as a reminder, because um, my, my main company is Matico, obviously, because we're part of this uh, whole association called Matico and Friends, you know, like all the brands you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'm not alone. Uh, sh- shout out to Alexandra, uh, Justine and Michael, Michael, which are you know, part of the team as well and uh, helping me uh, doing all of this. Uh, you know, Alexandra, for example, is, is really present on the French side of Matagonli. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin is also part of the partners, et cetera. And Michael, Michael, I always go towards the, the, the English pronunciation, but Michael is uh, also helping me a lot on, on crowdfunding, really. Mm-hmm. So for example, on Yucatan, I've been working closely with him. So in, in, in being in France, uh, you're sorry, you're in France, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am right now in Bordeaux, you know, the yeah. city of wine. <laughs> oh, nice. So, I mean, obviously your English is, is very good. Uh, we'll get into Thank some you. of your studies in a second, because I'm sure there's a reason for that. Um, but as a spokesperson, I guess, uh, a company that's based uh, out, of, out of France, it makes sense to have somebody that has a fairly good command of the English language to represent the company on things like this, podcasts like this and so forth, right? So you can get the communication out or... Uh, I mean, you know, in the, in the communication marketing industry, uh, I feel like English is basically mandatory now because, you know, I mean, it's the language of the world. So if, yeah. you don't, if you've struggled with it, it, it can get into you into some troubles, you know, at least communicating with people and, and, and exchanging with them because a big part of my job is actually to talk with people, uh, getting to know them, getting to know what they want, what they like, uh, telling them about all stories. Uh, sorry, sometimes my English is going to slip a little bit because okay. it's a bit light. Um, but yeah, yeah, English is really, really important. I've realized that, uh, and I'm sure you're going to jump into it, especially because I'm not especially coming from this industry at the start. Uh, yeah. But I've realized how English is precious and, and actually uh, appreciated. So you studied English language and British contemporary civilization. Yeah. 
<laughs> what is that? So was that like a, like a university degree or something or what it was is, that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in France, we pretty much have the same system as in the rest of the countries, but uh, contrary to Canada and, and the U S uh, we all have our universities are mainly public schools. Right. Yeah. And then we have private schools and private schools are more targeted towards um, a more, uh, practical and professional approach of working so like you'll, you'll have things like business schools communication schools uh you know stuff like this and i went to good old university uh i did uh, a license which is you know bachelor and then i did my master degree oh, wow. uh, in yeah in 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 uh, what we call uh language literature and uh foreign civilizations and i've actually did a memoir, you know, like the big, uh, uh, on Brexit and uh, the question of identity. <laughs> like a thesis almost on uh, Brexit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a small thesis. It's like 150 pages or something. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, and, so I, I did that. <laughs> oh, so how does, I mean, clearly I think that uh, that, that area of study would probably uh, help inform you in terms of even some of the content you get into, especially when you get into games like you have right here, where you have different cultures and so forth that are represented right True. historically and so forth. Yeah. Um, but how did how did you pivot from that into the board game industry in in, in general? So the thing is, uh, during my whole university years, I've always done. Uh, and this is something I struggle with in English. I don't know how to call it in English. Uh, you know, like it's not really nonprofits, but it's organizations. You know, small organizations, like like local. Kind of, yeah. I've always done charity work, uh, mm -hmm. not especially, you know, on the charity side, like like classic health and care, but more like, for example, student, uh, you know, organizations or musical. A lot of them were actually about video games. I did a lot of esports and stuff like this as well. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a po po politics as well. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, um, because you know, my um, my master my master degree was actually really targeted towards sociology, economy, and history. Like this is what part of my focus. Uh, so I was doing this during my whole university years, and I this is actually funny. Well, I I, I hope you're ready because it's, it's story time. But uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I was working on something which is very French, which is called a concours, uh, yeah. which is basically like a national contest. You know, like where you you study, you have preparation school exams, and you don't have to pass; you have to be better than the rest. And there's a little little bit of spots. You know, like the concours I was doing had like a hundred people on the wall of France accepted, and wow. I was studying for this for two years. And at the same time, I was like, I'm not gonna do just that. Plus, I need to pay my pastors. Uh, so <laughs> I started working at a board game store. Uh, actually, one of the the most like they have their own YouTube channel. So if you speak French, uh, shout out to Jeux des Cartes Bordeaux. And I I started working there. You know, just like just in the summer, just to get some money going on. Uh, and then things kind of unraveled. And 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 four years later, I was still there. <laughs> I just. I don't know. I just, I discovered uh, modern board games there and I was just like blown away. I always was the gamer type, yeah. but board games, I was like, oh my God, the, 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 the feelings I get from having people around the table. I'm, I'm really like, as a player, I'm really into uh, political and high interaction games because I love getting stories out of board games, right? Yeah. And this is what I got. And I was like, oh my God, and talking to people, you know, because you're selling 
you're not just, just selling games, you're selling experiences, right? You're selling moments uh, mm. that they're going to share with people that they love or at least care a little bit about. So it's like, you feel good about yourself. You know, you're going back home, you're like, I gave people some little bit of joy, you know, uh, cardboard joy, but joy still yeah. nonetheless. So I ended up working there for four years and I met um there i met you know uh, arnaud which is the who is sorry who is the um the the ceo and owner of matago and because you know since it's a his company is is located in, in bordeaux he often came by the shop just to see how the games were going and having a little chat you know just like fill the water and we had a few chats and and, and matago was actually a company that i like a publisher really that i appreciated because i really liked the games they were doing especially localization because you know uh they they do all this Jamie's Tegmate games, which I mean, Wingspan is my favorite game. So, you know, yeah. here you go. Uh, even though it's not high interaction, but we can have this talk later. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and it's just, I knew him. And, and one day I, I saw, um, you know, a job offer pop out uh, for social, sorry, social media uh, manager. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't have the background because I, I wasn't coming out of any um, school uh i knew i had this experience in in charities but it's not you know i, I was i never got paid for what i did uh, i knew i did some things good but i know i knew also that i had a lot of things to learn i still uh applied for this job and fast forward and I'm, I'm here i'm here wow. <laughs> and then you never look back i yeah, never look back you know when you when you said moments right and, yeah. and experiences you have with people I think that's a shared thing in this industry. Uh, I know that, you know, I think back and, and, and I talk about my past with board games. I'm never really thinking about the game. I'm thinking more about the moments, right? The, the yeah. time with my playing chess with my dad it wasn't about the chess game itself. It was about the time with my dad, right? The yeah. times, uh, you know, uh, meeting new friends as part of the meetup groups, you know, pre-COVID. Uh, yeah. You know, I would go to game night. We always play these different games. And for me, it was just making friends, right? And I can't remember a lot of the games, but I remember a lot of the conversations, right? It's, it's... And, and then designing games now with, with my brother is, um, you know, it's incredibly rewarding because we're creating something that is going to create moments for other people. But at the same time, it's a moment with us, right? It, it's, it's bonding time with us. And, you know, I really see this hobby industry is, is, is just amazing how it's brought people together. Right. And, and you hear about it's, the it's awesome. conventions, right. And, and people going to conventions. Oh, and, uh, Essen. You know, yeah. All yeah, exact Essen, right. Is, is just massive. Right. But seeing friends yeah. and, 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 and colleagues you haven't seen in years and it's just, uh, it's just awesome. So when you guys launched, um, uh, you know, this, this series of games. And so yeah. just how many place where Yucatan fits in the overall world kind of series. Cause you guys have this kind of series of, games and they all kind of fit within yeah. the same kind of world can you talk a little bit about that uh well i mean you know cyclad and, and uh Kemet, the original one uh came out way before i was in the company okay. uh but it's it's all about those games we know with like overhawking mythology behind them and like this sort it's 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 always kind of grounded in reality but it has this little twist of fan fantasy on it you know it's not uh it's not proper realism or proper mythology it's just our own interpretation of it and we had cyclad which was cyclades i guess in english which was the you know about uh 
Greek mythology. Uh, then came Kemet, uh, which is, you know, all about exploring those dunes while being a god and basically fighting your friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we had also uh, Innis, I always forget, but Innis is actually, I mean, I have it right here, I look at it right now, and Innis is such a good game, it's about um, Celtic, uh, you know, mythology, and also it's very, very smart. I mean, all those games, what I like about them is that you have this sort of theme going on between them, as you as you properly mentioned, you know, the, yeah. which is basically um, fantasy, mythology, fighting, you know, area control kind of games. Uh, With ancient civilizations, yeah. True, but, but all of them have their own little twist and specificities, which make them so unique. Yeah. And if, if you're into these games, like I, I'm going to mention uh, Alex from board game co you know yeah you just great. said yeah he is uh thank him i really thank him for for the video he did by the way on Yucatan. but uh uh you know the the all of them you know they're part of this and you can have all of those games and still have a unique experience with all of them and Yucatan is the newcomer it's designed by someone that I already made a game which is part of this series, which is uh, Guillaume Montiage, who is one of the two uh, designers of Kemet. Uh, and uh, shout out to Jacques also, which is the other color author, sorry. Um, and he made this game, you know, we, we actually published on BGG some uh, designer diaries. So we go a bit of, oh, uh, sorry, we go a bit over uh, what went into his mind when he made this game. Uh, but yeah, and, and now we're exploring uh, Central America uh, mythos. I don't it's know if cool. it works in English, but it's I cool. mean, for those who don't know, Kemet hit like 800,000 euros on Kickstarter. Like it was just colossal in its, uh, in its success. <laughs> and it's a cool, cool game. Like I haven't played it myself, but just the visuals and the art itself uh, is you should you should play it <laughs> well, I will. it's on my list i can only play so many games right i got all these people in are saying like 50 games in 50 weeks i saw someone else is talking about uh um we were talking with goliath games about doing like uh, 365 games a yeah. day i mean uh, i wish right but uh unfortunately there's uh part of the other stuff i'm working on uh gobbles up time but i will get to it because it looks super cool uh, it, I love that part of the world. I visited that part of the world. I've walked through oh. ruins in, that, in Belize and uh, and in um, went to um, uh, Tikal and you know. So I, I've it, it's it's something that I've always kind of followed over the years because I just love archaeology and I love the kind of that the mythos around that and the art that, that comes around that. And I think oh, you yeah. guys have done an amazing job, uh, quite frankly, in transferring that into this game right like it is if i look at yucatan i'm sharing the screen for people here too and, and i mean kudos to you guys in canadian dollars i don't have this in euros but you guys are at one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars already uh in canadian yeah. dollars 1734 backers still 18 days ago so this thing is going to be another good success for you guys um we hope so I'm but just this <laughs> fiery red cover with the guy uh, getting ready to do the sacrifice on the front is just cool like it just looks awesome right so Thank you. can you explain to us i'm hovering over this page that people can see or you know are going to watch afterwards um how, how do you play kemet like what's the overall kind of objective of this game kemet or yucatan oh sorry no kemet but yucatan <laughs> my apologies yucatan yeah and by the way just to mention uh 
because you went over you know obviously the this call we we did on like you know money wise but what mm. we're really proud of is the number of backers actually because we feel it's it's yeah it's more than 10,000 backers on Kemet which is just I mean, uh, yeah, we'd be really appreciative of all the players supporting us. Um, for Yucatan, and, and some of them have joined us on this adventure as well. Uh, Yucatan is basically a game where you'll assume the role of one of a CD leader. Um, yeah. The thing is, the problem is that the gods, you know, uh, they get hungry, really hungry. And they get hungrier uh, the more the game goes forward. Are you saying hangry? <laughs> Hangrier. I, I tried to I tried to pronounce the H. <laughs> I love it. The hangry guy. It's late. It's late. It's late. <laughs> no, it's but, good. Uh, because they 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 you know they want uh sacrifices in the name because you know I mean the gods uh show a bit of appreciation, right? Sure. Uh, what you do is that each round you'll have control of two of your chieftains. And one lead CD leader, basically. Um, what you do is that you choose an action from your personal board, you know, uh, with your CD, city leader. Uh, and uh, for your war chiefs, you're actually going to move them on the map. But the, the twist is that, you know, in previous games, you probably had like big maps where you actually moved from tiles to tiles. Um, here in Yucatan, you actually, I, I don't know if you, I'm also scrolling, so I know what I'm talking about. Cities, essentially. Yeah, this big map you see in the middle is just yep. mainly, it's just three zones. It's, you have uh, the middle part, which is, you know, neutral. You're just out there. And then you have three CDs and players are just going to go into CDs trying to get control over them so they can get some resources and prisoners. Because um, with your, you know, with your actions that you'll, which will be represented by obviously your CD chief and your war chiefs, uh, you know, you're gonna fight people with your war chiefs and your troops, and you could try to get some uh, prisoners. Why? Because the prisoners can be sacrificed at the end of the round, you know, uh, to uh, get victory points. Basically, the twist there is is that depending on the round, the round, round, round. round yep. Depending on the round, uh, the value of these prisoners will change, right? So is it randomized, whole... or is it is it go down in no, value? No, no, of... no, no, no. It's at at, at first, uh, you know, prisoners they have like high value because the the, the gods, you know, theme wise, the gods they they didn't get their share of blood, so now they just get blood and they're like, oh yay! But okay. the more they get, uh, you know, fed, uh, the less interest they have in in those mortals, you know, uh, and. All during this, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, to pitch it really fast. Yeah. Uh, we actually have, uh, by the way, a Tabletopia version. Uh, thank you to the Tabletopia team, by the way, that we work with that That's made cool. this digital version. Uh, uh, we have a version that you can play and we have all the rules if you want details uh, in the page as well. And I did some YouTube videos explaining the game in more detail and not at at midnight you know uh, <laughs> uh, that you can check out but yeah during all this game you also do some like some really cool things you're actually going to upgrade your city because you have buildings right and those buildings they they activate something so for example you have a building giving you some resources uh you know stuff like this and those buildings you can improve them your troops you know the two troops that are linked to your two war chiefs you can actually customize each of them uh individually so the thing is that this is actually really really cool when i played i really enjoyed that because uh then you get two troops that will really be different at the end of the game you know they have uh their own abilities and powers plus they can also get uh their own heralds you know um summonings 
uh, accompanying them. Sorry for my English there. That's okay. No, it's good. Um, but because, yeah, one of the big things that you'll find in common in Kemet, uh, uh, Cyclad, not so much in Innis, but you have like big monsters, big figurines. Uh, and those those guys you can actually like summon uh, through some actions and it will cost you a bit of resources, right? And they will not stay permanently with you. You Basically, you have to pay a certain amount uh, depending on the level of the invocation, the summoning. And uh, then you can pay a bit more so they stay a bit longer. But you, know, uh, okay, they, gotcha. they, you don't own you don't own those summonings, you know. It's just, so they just uh, kind of assist you uh, temporarily. Exactly. So and with this the... whole thing... Yeah, sorry. Just a quick question for you. So first of all, the, the pyramid that comes in this game just looks awesome, right? I, I love the pyramid. I love this whole idea of <laughs> how you. your chieftains are moving up the steps of the pyramid to try to get to the top to be kind of like the, the head of the sacrifice. When you're sacrificing, so, so number one, when you're capturing prisoners, are you capturing them from like a generic pool, like in the city, or are you capture them from other players? This is actually a great question. Uh, this game is all about interaction. Uh, and you actually, you thank you for this question because you can, you can, you led me to talk about combat because, uh, prisoners you make by fighting other people. This okay. is, fighting is this big thing in Yucatan. You're always fighting, uh, to, you know, there's always an incentive to fight either if, even if you win or if you lose, because in both cases, you will get some prisoners and those prisoners are so important for your victory that you always want to be fighting basically. Uh, to fight, you'll use uh, cards and you have a system which is actually kind of, I, I really like it because a lot of things are economy driven in the game. Uh, yeah. This is the Euro part of the game. And cards, for example, uh, you can only use once, except a zero that will come back into your hand. You know, there's a little symbol on it. You know, the yeah. base cards you get, uh, you can always use them once. Even the cards you will acquire from the, you know, the, the, global, the global deck, Yep. through certain effects or powers, you can only use them once. So there's this huge, huge bluffing mechanic uh, mechanism in in in, in, in Yucatan, yep. uh, which, is, which is very, very cool. And basically when the fight is over, uh, you take some prisoners from your opponent, um, some cards and some uh, troop upgrades or, or summonings will allow you to get more prisoners, but you always get them from other people. And you yourself will recruit, uh, you know, new uh, warriors from a common pool through, uh, you know, building actions and, and, you know, other things. So, okay, so you get the prisoners you're getting from the other player, which is, yeah. which is cool. And I, this is right up the alley of my brother and I, because we just go after each other in every game we play, regardless if it's even versus, even if there's Euro styles, we find a way to combat each other. But uh, in this game, so then once you get these prisoners, then you have to decide if you're going to sacrifice them to the gods. So they're basically being murdered, right, on on the uh, on the temple. They're not being murdered. They're being uh, put to a greater purpose. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're being released of their uh, of their earthly duties to do exactly. perform their duties in in the heavens. Exactly. And um, so when you do that, how do you determine how many? Uh, you're going to sacrifice and do you want to make sure you have prisoners left over for like the next round or how does that work? Is it basically the more you sacrifice the better or is there some other mechanic in there? No, no, it's, it's, I, I don't know. You actually did your homework because this was all, those are all really good questions. Uh, you remember this pyramid that you like so much. Yeah. Uh, there's awesome. actually, there's actually something which is um, turning at the top. I the don't wheel? know if you can see it. Yeah. The wheel mm -hmm. sank. Thank you. 
which will you know uh, move uh, from season to season. You have four seasons in the game or four ages. Um, and each of those ages will basically tell you um, how much a prisoner is worth. And at the end of the turn, you can choose how much prisoners you will sacrifice. Uh, but the thing is, um, there's this mechanic, me mechanic, which is very, very cool, is that when you sacrifice prisoners, you actually need to properly earn points to sacrifice more than the previous season. Mm. So this is where it gets a bit brainy, I guess, uh, yep. is that, you know, first turn, imagine you did like a very, very good uh, first turn and you had like a lot of prisoners. Let's say, I don't know, uh, you have a lot. I don't want to say a stupid number, uh, but, and then you choose to sacrifice all of them. That's really good because you're actually going to, you know, uh, maybe move uh, up the pyramid if you were the one to sacrifice the most. Uh, you will get some points. Uh, you will get bonuses because uh, we don't mention we didn't mention it, but you also have like um, uh, a board on the side of the game. Uh, I don't remember the exact name of it, but uh, on which you progress and that will unlock some tiers of technology. You know, okay, and gotcha. to do that, you need to you need to actually sacrifice more than the previous turns. And um, the thing is, you can also save a little bit because uh, since a lot of your you know game engine will be built during the game uh you maybe you want to set up a certain you know a pace for you for yourself because if yeah. you want to go all in uh it's high risk high reward kind of uh, play yeah uh, but just imagine that you go into a fight and someone just bluffs you out of your fight and you lose it suddenly you're not in the leading position anymore you didn't get as much prisoners as you were expecting to uh and this is oh this is actually something that i really love about this game uh when i played it is this feeling of okay i don't know about you but i love when games you know uh they it's not that they frustrate me it's just that they say okay you have all of this to do but you can only do two of them yeah choose wisely yeah and i love this i love this because uh, i'm 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 doing i'm i'm also like you know doing my own little games uh with some colleagues and stuff like this i'm i'm really into uh game design and uh I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that from, uh, uh, I don't know how to call it in English, but from limitation, uh, yeah. limitation boundaries, yep. yeah, uh, are born like great, uh, you know, great choices and, and ways to, to you know, uh, find the best solution. You know, I, I just think it's, it's, it gets player being very creative. Whereas mm -hmm. if you just drop them in like this big open thing where they can do a lot of things, sometimes they just wander, you know, kind of. Uh, but this is just a personal opinion, obviously. Um, how does this the, game does that? Sorry, how does the corn and all that stuff come in? Because I can see like you can actually grow crop stuff as well, right? So how does what, uh, it's sacrifice? two resources? It's two resources mainly: uh, corn and and jade. Uh, corn will be used. Uh, first of all, when you move, you actually need to spend a bit of corn. Uh, so this is the sort of uh, resource that you always need to have. And Jade uh, is uh, used a lot for summonings, actually. So this is uh, the second resource that we, which, which is a little bit harder to get, but which is highly important because those monsters, they don't, they're not just like, they don't just look good. They're actually powerful. <laughs> and how do you source those resources? How do you get those two resources? 
so you have some uh, actions. Uh, I don't want to say some stupid stuff because it's been a while since I've insisted up since I played. You obviously start with some of those resources. Uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, you start with two jade and five corn, something like this. Uh, and then you have uh, actions, you know, uh, one of your actions Require actually them. to get uh, exactly you can buildings mm -hmm. provide you with some of those um, resources. You also get some from your uh, city chief mm -hmm. and you also get some from uh, the cities, you know, the, the, the sacred cities, they have their yep. own little, um, how do you call it? Um, uh, I don't know how to call it. This is this. Uh, Specialties, we I call guess, them or... temples. We can okay, call them temples, but it's mainly standees. And okay. uh, basically, they have four options, but mm. uh, a new one unlock every round. So mm. at the end, you have like the four uh, options of reward that you can choose. But let's just take one, for example. Uh, you have like plus four corn, plus two jade, or like getting an upgrade or something. And basically, if you win the fight when you go into a city, you can take one of those rewards. Oh, that's cool. It mm. is cool. <laughs> is, is there another like so where does matigo going from here is, are they going to continue on this kind of central american mythos road or is there somewhere else they're going or kind of what's the next plan from here uh we're not just doing um you know big uh people on the map type of games uh we also we've been doing a lot of things we recently we've been uh put, putting out uh murano i don't know if you heard about it is which is this uh abstract game which is actually really cool uh, about glass blowers in Venice. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, cool. It is. Uh, and uh, I mean, I can't say more, much, but 2022 is going to be big. And if you're a fan of Francois Rouzet, you're going to be happy. Let's just say that. Oh, that's cool. How do people follow along this? So is there a way that someone can be kind of other than backing the games? I mean, backing is one way to be informed pretty recently of what's going on. But if somebody just wants to know kind of what's coming down the pipe, is there like a group they can join or something like that? Uh, obviously, they can access all those socials. You know, so we are on, we're mainly on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, we've launched Discord, but we're going to actually re re rework it uh, and hope to relaunch it soon. And also, we have uh, this website called Matago. Uh, I don't know how you call it, the little... Uh, the URL? Minus. Uh, okay, you know, minus dash. Symbol. Dash, thank you, matago-friends.com, uh, oh, cool. uh, which is, you know, this, this web store, but you can also subscribe to newsletter and newsletter, obviously, are a great way for us to reach out to you because we have a lot of them uh, coming out to inform which games are coming out, what we're doing, etc. So, yeah, socials and uh, newsletters. Well, certainly if, uh, if you know, Kemet and now Yucatan, quality wise if that's any indication of what people can continue to expect from uh, matigo games I, I think they're going to be very very happy um i want to wish you Thank all the you. best on this campaign uh, obviously you guys are killing it it's it's going to keep going obviously and you're going to it's going to be another smash hit for you guys so i want to congratulate you on that and if Thank anybody wants to check this out simply go to kickstarter uh run a search on um yucatan i'll put it in the show notes as easy as well so it's easy if you just want to look in the show notes of uh, the podcast both on youtube as well as the audio you'll see a link there you click it, it'll take you over there to the page and if it's something you like then maybe back it but at the very least you should check it out for the visuals because it looks awesome matisse yeah, uh, i want to wish you all the best this coming year right thank you very much you take care cheers yeah you too <laughs> thank you have a good day this has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, 
produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time. Thank you.